Welcome again to another episode of The One Ounce Pour, and today is a special episode. Not only is it the inaugural In Our New Studio episode, but Tom's back. I'm Welcome back. back, Tom. How yeah. the hell are you? Doing great, man. Had a lot of uh, a lot of hockey and a lot of other stuff going on the past couple weeks, man. So yeah, it's, it's good to be back. I, I hope there's a lot of introspective thinking and uh, deep meditation, like I know you're into. So indeed, well, that's good shit, man. Yeah. Hey, before we start the show, let's raise a glass. What uh, are you drinking today, Drew? Oh, you know what? I'm actually drinking one ounce of the Sugar House Distillery Bourbon Whiskey. So let's uh let's figure this guy out because uh, I'm not normally a bourbon guy. I'm also not normally a vodka guy. But Sugar House makes one of the best vodkas, so I figured, hey, let's give them a shot, huh? Give it a shot, man. So, chin chin, man. Chin chin. Yep, I'm I'm a fan of Sugar House, so nice, <laughs> good deal, man. Um, so today's show is going to be a little bit different because one, we don't have a guest, and that's okay. And two, again, we're in the uh, new studio, so we're super pumped. Uh, hopefully, there's no echoey sounds going on today. But I kind of held Tom in suspense on what we're going to do. And honestly, I kind of came up with it on the spot as well. Okay. Today's episode of the One Ounce Pour is going to be hobbies we want to get into. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I feel like we've talked enough about hobbies that we're into. Right. But I don't feel like we've ever branched into hobbies we want to get into and are scared to get into. And here's the thing. Today's episode is going to be a little bit interactive. And by interactive, I don't mean like, hey, call us up and give us a shout out because uh, I really don't want to hear from you live. But why not? That sounds like a lot of fun, Drew. <laughs> I feel like we'll get call, harassed. Get in college show. <laughs> Seeing as we pre record all our shows, I don't know if that's going to work. But uh, <laughs> I think what we're going to do is uh, everybody who is on Instagram. Or if you want to email us at one ounce the one ounce pour at gmail.com. Well, it's the number one OZ yeah. pour podcast at gmail.com. Once again, the number one OZ pour podcast at gmail.com. So email us, tell us what your thoughts are, tell us how to get into these hobbies, tell us what we need to do to start these hobbies, and then we'll actually do a follow up episode. Probably not next week, but down the road where we discuss getting into these hobbies. So that's going to be a promise between Tom and I. Yep. We're going to actually get into these hobbies and actually do it and learn from our mistakes. We might be missing fingers. We'll see. But yeah, kicking it off. Tom? Also, our Instagram is an at and then the same thing. One OZ poor podcast on Instagram. And if you aren't following us, by the way, we could sure use some followers. So followers are always nice. <laughs> we are and two... Drew gave me specific people I couldn't follow. So you know we're <laughs> we're limiting ourselves, I guess. Well we are two very uh not 
social media savvy people, so it'll be exciting to uh, see how far we can take this social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We actually uh, were talked about or talked, I don't, I don't know what the exact verbiage is, but mentioned, uh, buddy. Mentioned. mentioned, we were mentioned by one of my favorite record stores here in Salt Lake, Gray Whale. Um, SLC. I don't know if you guys listen to these podcasts congruently, but I love records. Uh, I have a collection of 300 plus. Tom actually helped me move them. Knows mm-hmm. how heavy all that vinyl weighs. Yeah. And uh, most of them I did receive from Grey Whale or uh, ordered them from them. So if you guys have a chance, stop on by, support your local record stores and uh, pick up some vinyl from Graywell. And actually, when I was looking for your housewarming gift, they were the first person I called. Well, look but, at that. Uh, I will say this. The record I was looking for for you is ungodly hard to find, so you're probably going to have to deal with like second, third, or fourth option. Because, you know, you know it's keep, very tough to find. I, I keep telling you this, Tom. The physical labor that you helped move me into this house <laughs> you and your son god bless you both uh that's enough that's enough of a housewarming present so if anybody has at macadelic by mac miller that's what i was looking for oh you know what i'm glad you actually said that out loud yeah because here's the deal i hate mac miller i don't know if we can be friends anymore I, now, i'm Drew. sorry i'm so sorry i just i cannot stand mac miller really i'm really happy that wow <laughs> Dude, I was looking I so much for listen, a Macadelic for you. Listen, if you would have handed me that record, I would have put a smile on. I would have been like, oh, thanks. Thank you so much. And then I probably would have sold it. <laughs> I can't stand Mac Miller. Well, let me tell you, if I would have gotten Macadelic, you would have gotten like 300 bucks, dude. That's Isn't that hard? Ha- dude, Macadelic is insanely hard to find. You know, that's the thing about vinyl or about records, however you guys want to say it. Um, the important thing about collecting vinyl and collecting records is that when you take a picture of the album that you just got, make sure to include your feet. I know it sounds weird, but that's what uh, everybody in the vinyl community is all about. All right. So well, take a picture of your record, but make sure your feet are also in the picture. Yeah. I actually saw a Mac because I was, I was looking online. I called a few record stores here in the Valley and the one, and I was looking for Macadelic because I know that's like his best album. I saw one that was signed. Granted, it was signed by Mac Miller. Okay. Take a wild guess how much that thing was going for. $850. 18 grand. Huh. I'm normally not the kind of person that buys records to then turn around and flip them and sell them. I yeah. have never sold a record ever. Yeah. I buy them and I keep them and they're my thing. But there is an artist that I got into. He's a like Japanese folk psychedelic artist. His name's Kikagaku Moyo. Yeah. And I, the first time I heard his album, Masana Temples, I was like, I got to get this. This is so good. And I listened to it probably at least twice a week. I'll okay. like have coffee and listen to Masana Temples. But he has stopped or the, the group has disbanded. Okay. So not only was it hard to get a Japanese artist on record right. here in the United States, but now it's even more difficult because they've disbanded. So I was like, well, I better grab a couple of his albums because I like his, ooh, excuse me, I like his music. So right. I went on eBay, shout out eBay, and <laughs> I was looking at a couple of his records and I, I found one and I bought it. Instantly it was like, ah, 40 bucks, that's a little high, but it's, it's an artist I like. Yeah. About... 
a week later, that same album. So Masana Temples was the album I owned. Um, House in the Tall Grass was the album that I bought. Okay. Uh, both of those are like my two favorites. And Masana Temples skyrocketed from $45 up to 180 And House in the Tall Grass went from $40 to I think it was like 120 or something like that. Not as much. Yeah. Week after week, because I have them followed. So yeah. I have them as a saved search. Week after week, I've watched it jump. I mean, it's like $10 a week. I think Gosh. right now, Masana Temples is like 280 or something like that. Seriously? It's crazy. It's nuts. Wow. All because this artist just ceased being, you know, an artist. <laughs> and see, and that's kind of the thing is, I mean, obviously, if any of you guys don't know, Mac, Mac Miller's no longer alive. But yeah, I mean, you're looking, if you get just a regular copy, you're looking about 100 bucks. And then if you look, if you get it signed, the one that I saw, and I only saw one, it was eighteen grand. I am so happy that you told me. That that's dude, I do, that just blows me away that you do not like Mac Miller, man. Because like, you would have spent, like, I mean, even even at minimum, you know, not that much money, but still a good chunk of change. Dude, so, uh, like and the cheapest I, one I'm finding now is like seventy five bucks. Even if you would have spent seventy five bucks, that's a that's a lot of money for a for a record. Oh yeah, especially if you're not you know, into records or anything, you would have handed me that and I would have tried my hardest. I'm like, oh, thanks, th- dude. thanks man. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So enough of the hubaloo. I'm going to pour myself another ounce of the Sugar House bourbon and we're going to get into it because I'm actually super excited about the show. So Tom. Yes. Oh, that's way more than an ounce. Uh, I'm just gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to drink more than that. So, three fingers. Just like, just like in college, two fingers. Don't man. worry about it. <laughs> so, Tom, what hobby do you want to get into? Like, I, I'm not saying like you have a wild hair up your ass and you're like, ah, oh, that hobby. I'm saying like, what is a realistic hobby that you could get into that you've been kind of pussyfooting around and not getting into it? Oh God. I mean, you know, there's a couple. What first come to mind is RC airplanes, but that I don't think I would ever, I mean, I may do, I bought a couple of them, but it's kind of a, it's always kind of shit out. But I'm going to, but uh, the, hold on, I'm going to interject there because that's an awesome one. Yeah. RC aircrafts are phenomenal. I was, I think in high school, middle school or high school or something, I went to visit my grandparents out in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. And just outside, kind of by the Boulder Reservoir, they had these guys doing those gas-powered ones. Yeah. And these things, nitro-powered, actually. And these things were, like, free... I don't know how to put it. They they would go up in the air, and then they'd kind of, like, free-sit for a minute in the air. Yeah. That was dope. Like, those things are cool. Oh, yeah. And you're in the right spot up on South Mountain because you can take off and land all from the flight park, right? Well, I was going to say, I mean, you could do that. I mean, the big thing with me is, one, I like aircraft, but the problem with me, and I know me, I'd be like, oh, this is cool for like three weeks. And I'd be like, yeah, I just want to fly a real plane. Like, that's where that would go to. You should listen in to last episode. Not that Tom doesn't listen in to all of the episodes, <laughs> even when he's not all in them. I, I really do actually, uh, <laughs> you know, help the uh, help the listens go up by listening to it once or twice. He's one of the four listeners. Uh, <laughs> but last episode we had Eric on and he discussed how to get into flight yeah. training and uh he is currently in flight school 
So, you know. Yeah. Um, just saying, I'm, it's not a bad I, place to start. I got I got my uh, 80 grand in student loans I'm paying off for my MBA, man. I'm, 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 I don't know if I can incur any more student <laughs> loan debt on that. But a realistic hobby that I would like to try that has always kind of made me a little nervous, but is um, climbing, like rock climbing. Oh, again, you're in the right spot because I think right near South Mountain Golf Course is a pretty easy bouldering section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it has always looked awesome. Like I've always seen people obviously like climbing half dome. That looks like so much fun. I love hiking. I love the outdoors. The thing that really worries me is I'm usually pretty good at on attention to detail. And this is what freaks me out is if I didn't put in, you know, one of those mounts correctly, I slip that mount isn't in there correctly. And I fall to my death. Well, no, because if that mount isn't in there correctly, you have another mount below you that is going to catch you. Oh. Yeah, okay. you're not just one mount and then you just go up. You're, you're mount and then you climb and then mount and then climb and then mount and then climb. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know. I'm not a mountain climber at all, nor am I a rock climber at all, but I'm pretty sure that you're, you're staging yourself on the way up. And oh. again, people, if you're sitting there at home right now listening to this podcast going, what the fuck? These guys are idiots. <laughs> please go on instagram and say like you guys are fucking idiots hey dipshit (laughs) go to a climbing wall learn how to do it and then come here yeah no we that's kind of been the thing that really i mean it it is always well especially up little cottonwood i don't know if you've ever driven up little cottonwood and i've seen people bouldering up there i've seen people ice climb up there oh yeah 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 i'm not i'm not that hardcore they're nuts well and that's how it starts it starts with uh quickly saying i I think i'm gonna do this and then actually going and doing it yeah in that uh what is it momentum gym yeah i mean that place is dope i don't rock i don't rock crawl i don't wreck rock climb (laughs) jeez the bourbon's great uh sugar house distillery (laughs) i don't rock climb glad that drew does not have to drive later tonight that is good (laughs) but uh my wife does oh and she took me to momentum and I was surprised how much fun I had. Now, does your wife just go to gyms, or does she actually go out onto the mountain, too? She's done both. Oh, okay. So, I mean, like, she's all over the place with it. Well, let's um, get her in here. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, if Again, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to give some uh, interjection on where to start with Used that. Gear is also appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> So again, we're gonna hold you to this. Okay. By uh, probably not next episode. That's that's a quick start. Yeah. But I would say let's give it a couple episodes and let's circle back. Yeah. And see where Tom's at with rock climbing because I think you're probably gonna get into it, especially with your hiking background. Yeah. And with your kids, and all of a sudden you're gonna say like this might be my next hobby. It probably is going to be. I. That'd be exciting. Yeah. We would see the birth of a new hobby right here on the show. So that would be... And three episodes later, <laughs> uh, we've got to pour one out for Tom. <laughs> he felt a little bit too adventurous, watched a few too many free climbing videos, decided to go to Half Dome, and he's no longer with us. <laughs> well, my house is not wheelchair accessible, so Tom will be doing this remote from the driveway. <laughs> That's best case scenario, Drew. Well, I mean, that I'm went always, dark real quick. I'm it? always a, a half glass full kind of guy. You know, you got to be an optimist in life. Uh, you know, not to get too, uh, you know, philosophical with all of this, but uh, especially with hobbies, you just got to be 
a glass half full optimist because there are plenty of things that can go wrong, especially in your hobby that you chose. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of shit that can go wrong. Uh, again, why I've kind of pussyfooted around it. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, fair enough. Anything else to add about rock, no. rock climbing? I was going to say, just my love of nature, I love to realistically when I retire, my dream retirement is to have a a truck or a van and one of my favorite live down by the river not even by the river like one of my favorite youtube channels is this dude who literally lives in the back of his truck for the majority of the time and just travels around the country and camps it's just a dude though right it's just one dude yeah so here's the problem tom i've got a wife yeah you got a wife and you have children that's why i said plural retirement i mean you have a utah you have a utah half dozen don't you i got four yeah I feel like that's Utah half dozen. Oh, dude. Oh. I can't even imagine four. That's nuts. That's a hobby in itself. Well, dude, I was going to say, though, you know what? Kids become your hobby. And I just came from hockey practice for my oldest one. Funniest thing ever. And it gets funnier when you get older. My oldest just took a puck. He plays hockey. Took a puck to the nuts because he's a goalie. And I was in the stands. I was laughing harder than anybody else in there. <laughs> you know, I haven't always been this build as good looking as I am, radio and all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, in middle school, I was a Uncle Fester looking dude. Literally. <laughs> I looked like Uncle Fester. People would tell me that. Like, hey, you look like Uncle Fester. Not a good compliment. Not even a good diss. Like, you're just... That's just a, oh. It's just a sad, like, <laughs> cry yourself to sleep kind of thing. But anyway, uh, I really wanted to be Mitty because... Midi and lacrosse is is everything. Yeah, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try out for midi. They stuck me a goalie. Oh, fine. And in case you've never seen a lacrosse goalie, you're not wearing like all the pads and no. stuff. You got gym shorts on, a t-shirt, a small chest protector, and then a big net for your. Uh... I was gonna say you can put on shin guards too, can't you? I don't if. If you could, nobody gave me that option. I oh. did. I did have a cup on. Okay, I did have yeah. that going. I was like, "Hey, I'm going to at least wear that." But man, even in middle school, these guys just winging these balls at me, and I'm just uh, that uh, sentence in itself. I'm going to leave alone. But yeah, it was not fun. It was not fun at all. So good on your son for being a goalie that can uh, yeah take he, bucks to the crotch. Yeah, let me tell you. He- <laughs> Took it like a champ. He went off to the side, and one of the coaches came over. He's like, "Oh, where'd you get hit?" And he goes, "The place, the place." <laughs> and he goes, "Show me on the doll where you got the puck." And the coach just goes, "Yeah, that'll happen." And skates away. So yeah, kids, kids. Yes, they're full time hobby. Indeed. Um, so Drew, what is the hobby that you would like to get into? That's a great question. <laughs> Since this was my idea and all. Yeah, my I, my hobby that I want to get into is something that I've been wanting to get into for a really long time. Uh, I joked about it on the last show with Eric about the whole topic was when your hobby becomes something that you can gift to somebody and you realize you're not good at that hobby okay. because that person gets gifted it and then displays your abomination on the wall. Right. Mine was woodworking. And oh. it's something that I've been really wanting to get into. My grandfather, both my grandfathers 
We're very into woodworking. Um, I actually have my pappy's tools in my garage right now. Tommy, help me move oh, them. Yeah, you know how heavy those are. Old, old, old school tools, by the way. These aren't like, you know, 90s. These are more like <laughs> 60s. So <laughs> 60s craftsman stuff. And still running, man. Oh, you know what's funny is, uh, yeah, so <laughs> uh, woodworking is, is definitely something I want to get back or not even back into I never really got into it. So how many fingers do they have? have? Uh, both my grandparents had all, all of their digits. So mm. I still have all my digits. I'm excited to figure this one out. I my masculinity was was put on on uh, on check. I guess Ellie, my wife, was saying, "Hey, we should build this uh, barn wood frame for a mirror." Okay. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So we have all this barn wood from the barn that originally stayed on this property that we built our house on. So we thought it'd be a good homage to that. Okay. And yeah, she was like, I'll, I'll, take, it to, I'll take it to my school because one of the teachers there is really handy with woodworking tools. And oh. He could do it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he, he probably could do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> Drew, what happened? I thought you were happily married. I was. So I immediately went in the garage, by the way, and started on this wood frame. <laughs> Dude, and they, my grandpa, like, I took all these tools from him, right? Right. And I mean, it's, there were just boxes on boxes on boxes on boxes on boxes of tools. Right. And most of them have stayed in those boxes for a couple years. I've never even touched them or okay. even knew what they were for oh, okay so opening up these boxes trying to figure it out I, I actually found a frame jig oh nice and i found this thing that sits on the table saw that you can cut 45 degree angles sweet so i was thinking hey i'm gonna do it yeah so i took some of this barn wood and i started cutting it in 45 degree angles and pieced together a, a frame and you know it doesn't look half bad it doesn't look great but it doesn't look half bad. Nice, man. So I uh, got it all the way to the point of actually putting it all together. I glued it and uh, put L brackets on it or whatever. And yeah. Stuck the mirror behind it. Oh, cool. And took a self... <laughs> I'm like embarrassed to say this. <laughs> I took a self-tapping screw. I didn't drill into the mirror, okay? Before y'all are like, What? Uh, I drilled next to the mirror because self-tapping screws have a really broad head. Right. So my thought process was that broad head will hold the mirror in place. <laughs> Cracked it all the way across, broke the mirror. So I have, what is it, 10 years, Ben, look? Right? Uh, 13? I feel like it's 13. Dude, actually. I have no idea. Anyway, You're asking the right got the bad wrong luck. homie on that so, one. So uh, if anybody has an idea on how to affix a mirror to a frame... That would be wonderful because at this point I'm just uh, guessing and breaking mirrors. <laughs> I, think I think you can. I mean, depending how heavy is the mirror. Man, I don't know. I didn't weigh it. Come on. I mean, I'm like going half ass here. I'm just. I was going to say because I know a lot of times some people like if you have enough space, you know, in the frame that you're putting it into. So if it's, let's say you your frame is four inches. And that mirror goes into at three inches. What they will do is take a very high powered glue and then take a backing to it. Yeah. And so then kind of ma 
kind of glue it in and then back it into it too. I, I did find the right glue. Okay. There's like a, a silicone base glue that you put around the mirror to fix it to the actual um, frame. Okay. So I fixed it, glued it, whatever word you use to adhere, adhere. There adhere, we go. Yeah. I adhered the mirror to the wood. So the, the mirror was in, in all essence glued to the frame. Okay. And then I broke it. So I think I was on the right track. I just wasn't at the right point. And I think another that. way that you could do it is if you built, I mean, this is very labor intensive, but if you built like a secondary frame behind it for that to rest into, and then you mount that into it. What I was thinking, and you know, this might just be crazy talk, but listeners, cue in if you're into woodworking. I was going to bust out this old school router that sounds like a chainsaw and I was going to router a re- recess. Would that be the right word? Yeah. Recess? So. Yeah. To, to recess the mirror into the wood? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I could, I don't I don't know. And then I could do something around that. So you guys can definitely tell that uh, this is not a hobby that I'm into <laughs> or a hobby that I'm very well versed on. So I'm excited to see or hear from anybody that has uh, a little bit of insight on this to maybe help me out. And then I, I'm legit, I'm going to start posting or have somebody else post for me how this project is going. And then maybe I'll do other projects because my grandpa, my pappy, he used to, I don't, I don't know what the word is, like cut uh, with a really thin, a jigsaw. Oh, so okay, yeah. he used to jigsaw these different pieces of wood, and like, you know, one's maple, one's oak, one's yeah. you know, different colored woods. And then he'd lay them in a table and make this beautiful mural out of this table. Oh, wow. And like all the pieces fit perfectly in place, like a puzzle. Oh, wow. They'd all fit perfectly in place and it was just gorgeous. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that level, but maybe I'll make a small wooden horse. <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't, I don't know. You know, where, where do you even start with woodworking? If y'all have... Ask s- Nick Offerman. Actually, Nick all, Offerman ki- is, all kidding aside... That I think guy I, is legit. I think Nick Offerman wrote a book about how to get into woodworking. I read his Paddle Your Own Canoe, I think is what it's called. Is that it? That's not about getting into woodworking. That's about life. No, I think he actually wrote... But that guy is legit. Like, that guy is super legit. If you guys don't know who Nick Offerman is, uh, if you've seen Parks and Rec, he's Ron. I'm trying to think of other things he's been in that's been fairly popular. Actually, he's such a weird actor that you'll see him in all sorts of stuff. I think he's in Sin City or Sin City 2 or something. He's Sin City 2 because he's he wasn't in, one in the of first them one. Yeah. Where you're like, whoa, is that Nick Offerman? <laughs> Yeah, he wrote a self, I don't know if you, I don't even want to call it a self-help book, but it was called like Paddle Your Own Canoe or something like that. That was really good. But he's super into woodworking, makes his own canoes, all sorts of stuff. I feel like it's a it's a fairly uh, cool trade to be in right now, like knowing how to woodwork, knowing how to manipulate wood into things. I don't even know if that's the right verbiage. You don't manipulate wood, I guess. I, I don't know. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and it looks like he did write one. It's called Good, Clean, Fun. 
Okay. Misadventures in, uh, in Sawdust at Offerman Woodshop. So what am I thinking of? Paddle Your Own Canoe. Paddle Your Own Canoe is, yeah, I mean, he's wrote a bunch of books, is man. That the, is that the self-help book? I think that is the self-help okay. book. And then he wrote one where the deer and the antelope play. Don't ask me what it's. Uh, Observations of an ignorant American who loves to walk outside. So that'd probably be good for me. That sounds like one, yeah. And The Greatest Love Story Ever Told, which if you don't know who his wife is, she was on Will and Grace. She's hilarious. And she's hilarious. Doesn't she play one of the crazy, uh, what, a Tammies or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think she does. I think yeah. she plays his ex-wife on Parks and Rec, but yeah. it's just, if you look at them, you're not like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he is a he's a very funny dude, but he's also a very skilled dude, and that's yeah. the cool part. So, But yeah, tying it back in, it does look <laughs> like he did write a book about how to kind of get started into it, man. So, All right. There might be a good, but also listeners, if you're into woodworking, shoot Drew an at or an email. Is that what you say on Instagram? Yeah. Shoot him an at? Well, at mention, uh, there's there, there's a lot of different lingo for the social media, which again Boom. is why, uh, yeah. Maybe kinda. I should make that my hobby, social media. Social media. Just uh. get really deep into that. Let the old Zuckerberg know where I'm at, yeah, what there's, I'm doing. There, there's, lots of, there's lots of things that can go bad on all those, man. Trust me, there's a reason why I, I got off all of them. I wish that we could count like the metaverse as our listeners because we know they're listening to something we're doing mm-hmm. right now. Not through my beautiful Rode podcaster mic, but through the really crappy mic on my phone as I'm talking. Funny story. <laughs> they're just picking it all up. Funny story. We were I was at work. This guy had his phone on and we were talking about John Deere tractors. He walks out, 10 minutes later, comes back in. He goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. I just jumped on Twitter. You know what the first ad I saw was? John Deere tractors. Dude, there's something about it. I know, I know that I'm, I'm being paranoid and whatever uh, because theoretically they shouldn't be listening through our apps or whatever, but... Actually, it's through your permissions. Well, I have all my permissions off. Oh, and okay. I know most of my friends are, are slightly as paranoid as myself, but I did mention that I worked at eBay for eBay Motors at one point. And now I'm going to be curious that I said it out loud on this episode, but one of my, a couple of my friends actually said that they received eBay Motors ads right after listening to that podcast. Oh, that's funny. That's weird. That is funny, man. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know. Back to rock, rock crawling, rock, rock climbing, climbing. <laughs> rock crawling. That is it. That I is a hobby. I wish that you were into rock crawling like he like went out and bought an old cj and put a chevy 350 ls motor in it or whatever and just yeah, started crawling I, I don't have 150 grand to just you know most play of those guys with. don't they're just super in debt yeah um, i know and i so don't want to do that <laughs> rock rock climbing yes with your physical hands what would you say is going to be your okay now this is a hobby moment with that where are you going to be climbing or what are you going to be doing where you're going to turn around and be like, well, I guess this is a hobby. Probably when I actually, you know, I don't know if they call it boulder or probably when I go out my first first wall. Okay. Yeah. So and, and not, right not the in gate. the gym, not in the gym, but when I go up my first wall. Actually fingering Mother Earth, huh? Yeah, fingering Mother Earth <laughs> and, you know, feeling the rocks <laughs> on my hands and then getting up there and realizing I have to pee in the tree because I just about pissed my pants 30 times. I don't know if that's a real rock crawling climbing rock climbing <laughs> rock climbing gosh i'm not near my kids i keep like oh gosh darn it or god bless america you know what? fuck it uh 
I don't know if that's a real term with rock climbers, but if if y'all are rock climbing and you don't go out and tell people that you're fingering Mother Earth, you need to start doing it right now. What are you going to go do? I'm going to go finger Mother Earth. I'm going to go stuff my fingers in Mother Earth and get up her real quick. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm not going to ask any more questions. (laughs) I like it. I like it. How about you, Drew? When are you going to feel like, okay, woodworking, I'm, I'm, this is, because it sounds like you got all the equipment. Like, you're ready to go. It just sounds like, when are you going to feel like, okay, this is a new hobby? I I feel like this is hearkening back to the previous episode with Eric, where we were joking about just not being happy (laughs) with things we've produced, uh, whether it's, you know, pictures or any artist is not going to be happy, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know, cause I was I was really proud of a couple things I made in like ceramics. Okay. Uh, see, I feel like we didn't do a hobby of the week, so I couldn't say this was one of my big hobbies growing up. Was I loved throwing pots. Okay. I love it a lot. Like I mean, I took ceramics every chance I got in high school. I took ceramics in college. Um, it's just there's something about throwing pottery it is fun i mean i took one ceramics class in college i mean granted it was my senior year and i was you know when you're in college and you're trying to just get those last few credit hours and you're like okay what fits into my schedule around that was what it was but it was really fun it was really cool it is it is crazy fun and it's the stages that you go through you know like yeah first you fire or first you you know actually knead out the clay yeah throw it on the wheel, center it, start pulling the clay up. And then all of a sudden you, you're starting to take shape and then you dry it out and then you foot it and then you kiln it and then you glaze it. And then you rekiln it then you get it out. And it's just, it's this awesome piece of art that you physically created out of literal earth. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so cool. It's such a cool hobby to, and I, I want to keep doing it. If I could figure out a way to have a wheel at my house and have a kiln at my house and have glazes at my house and have all that stuff. I would totally be throwing pots like a crazy person. Yeah. Um, I actually went, so Tom and I used to work together at a company. Uh, one of our clients at that company had like you booked to go throw pots and I went down and I did it and it was, it was literally like riding a bike. It was so exciting. I, I like pulled this beautiful pot up. And even the guy was like, holy crap, like you've done this before. And I'm like, oh yeah, Yeah. I love doing this. I think for me, and this is a long story to circle back to it. (laughs) I never felt like my pottery was art. You know, I never felt like, oh God, this is so good looking. You could stick it somewhere. Yeah. And it would be like, whoa, that's a cool pot. Never felt like that. Then I grew up and then I left home and, you know, your parents are, are the sweetest people alive, right? You know, they stick it on a, on a shelf somewhere in some back closet and you never, nobody ever sees it. Right. <laughs> but then I, I came and I, I lived with my parents for a little bit and I started seeing some of my pots. And then oh. I went to Colorado and I visited my mammy and I saw one of my pots there. And you just kind of see your little hobbies out there in the, yeah. in the ether. And I was like, Wow. That looks really good. Yeah. As an adult, I can look back at something I did in high school, of all things. And granted, when I was in high school, not only was I, I so I was throwing pots. I, I that was my favorite thing. My other favorite thing, and I, I hate to mention this uh, on air. Were you blowing glass? 
No. Oh. Uh, blowing shouldn't be ever said with what I was doing. I would make large ceramic phallic pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought and I thought it was hilarious like any high schooler would right I oh, mean yeah. just oh, yeah. just massive and here's the thing <clears throat> the thought that went into this okay because if you don't knead out your clay if yeah. you just if you just grab a lump of clay and just mold it into a penis and then throw it in a kiln it's gonna blow up right like it's gonna shatter into a million pieces because there's tiny little air pockets in there. Right. You can't put a solid amount of clay into a kiln and expect it to actually bake properly. properly. There's gonna be air pockets, there's gonna be moisture pockets, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. I would put the same amount of effort into making these phallic pieces <laughs> that I would into throwing a giant pot. Oh, that so is funny. These things were hollowed out, you know, they were uh, very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you were like Jonah Hill in Superbad. I had this triumphant beanie bastard yeah. and then the teacher caught me. But instead of them being drawing, they would physically be uh, art. I mean, <laughs> I'm just watching. It got, it got so bad. So I went to a Catholic high school, say. right? It got so bad. I got called down to uh, Father Dennis's office and I had to sit with <laughs> Father Dennis and explain to this like I, he felt ancient, but I'm sure he was like 80-something. I had to explain to this 80-something-year-old father exactly what I was doing, and there was no point at which I could actually be like, I, it's just, it's hilarious. I mean, again, this is a Catholic high school, right? So I'd have these, like, I, I'd make these uh, crucifixes. <laughs> and uh, Jesus would just be, like, jacked up on the cross <laughs> you look at hella jacked and he'd be buck ass naked <laughs> and one time i <laughs> god we're going to I'm, hell dude i'm so embarrassed by this but i'm not at all embarrassed by this actually i think it's hilarious and to this day it's some of my funniest humor um uh <laughs> one time i i sculpted this beautiful i mean it was a gorgeous jesus right and he's just jacked, and uh, he was <laughs> well endowed up on the cross. And we had to submit it for this art show. Oh! And I was so excited to submit this for this art show, and I submitted it, and <laughs> he had to give it a name. <laughs> and he's hanging up on the cross, right? So I put "well hung." That was the name of the art piece. Was "well hung." And it, it got it got taken out of the art show extraordinarily fast. <laughs> so then my art teacher say he pulls me aside and he's like, You cannot have this this blasphemous piece of art where it is, you know, Jesus up on the cross and he has this large member. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, so the problem is Jesus, right? Not that it's well endowed. And he's like, Yeah, I mean it's you can't have Jesus up there. And I was like, all right, Dente, what do I do? And he's like, get rid of it. And I think what Dente meant was you need to get rid of the penis that is attached to Jesus, a biblical figure of, of an entire religion that runs the school I'm going to. Right. So instead, I just cut the head off the Jesus <laughs> and then submitted it again. 
Because <laughs> it wasn't Jesus. You did. You yeah. don't know who that was, right? There's no head on it. Oh boy. I mean, I'm, there was a head on it, I, but I'm it just, wasn't the face. <laughs> I'm just picturing you walking down the halls of the high school you went to because I know exactly where you went to high school. I played basketball against them <laughs> my freshman year. I know exactly where that is, yeah. and I'm just picturing yeah. all those kids like just walking down the hall, and they'd be like. Yeah, it, it never it never got put in a glass case. I was very upset with that. It uh, never got even pushed to the back of the line. It just got taken right out of line. Yeah, right. And you know, there. censorship is real. Even in high school, I learned that quick. And then in college, uh, I did the same thing. I you know, like I'd throw these uh, gorgeous pots. I, yeah, I would put all my effort into that. Right. But then every once in a while, like, I'd be, <laughs> you know, just dumb Drew, like, <laughs> and I'd make this guy and, you know, he's exposed yeah. and whatever. And I'd think it was so funny. And I'll never forget the first time I did it. And my teacher walked up and put her hand on her chin and looked down on it and was like, that's amazing. Just took wow. all the wind out of my sails, right? Like I was, I was expecting her to be like, "Oh my gosh, so I have this, you know, he has a penis." Like, <laughs> and she was like, "That's so great." And she's like, "I love the detail." And she like gets down close to it. I love the detail you did here. And you know, what were your, what was your thought process? And I'm just like, "Damn it, this isn't funny." She's taking it serious. This sucks. I never did any kind of phallic art after that. It was all done. It huh? was just that was it. When somebody acknowledged it, looked at it head on, and it's just like, there you go. And then it, it, it wasn't funny, so I just stopped doing it. But, whew, okay, so, so that was a very long actually, workaround. I've got a, I've got to, hold on, we got we to gotta take this all the way back. <laughs> it's a very long workaround to uh, where will I feel accomplished with woodworking? <laughs> but I've got one question on the ceramic. <laughs> hold on, hold on, we'll get there. I will never feel accomplished because I'll always be my hardest critic. And even if I'm slightly good, I'll still think I'm terrible. So go okay. on. Okay. So when you were in high school and college, did they throw down, because that was the first rule in the syllabus when I was at the U, at the University of Utah, they were like, okay, whatever you want to make is fine. However, if you do try and make anything that you can smoke illegal objects out of, it will be confiscated immediately. Okay. Was that a rule when so, you were? This is this is going to branch into another funny story, and I apologize for all these tangents. I really wanted to save ceramics for like a another show to talk about as my my hobby of the week, but this is it. This, this is, is it, the man. we're we're detouring. This is now the ceramics episode. Yes, kinda. Okay. So my high school especially was like, hey, you cannot make anything that you can you can smoke anything out of. You can't make yeah. a water bong because trust me, every single person walked in there and made a, a bong. water bong. Yeah, every single person walked in there and made a quick one hitter. Like it was it was everything. Yeah, if yeah. it if it's a failed pot, it's a bong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if there's a hole in the pot. So anyway, I made this teapot. And it was it was awesome. I mean, it was such a cool teapot, and it looked like a pumpkin. Oh wow! And one of the um, pumpkins have what are they vines? Yes. So one of the vines like splits off and goes into I think they were two mushrooms. I okay. can't remember. Okay, so this is anyway they go into two mushrooms that were the spouts. 
Oh, wow. So you okay. could pour two cups of tea at once. It was more uh, an artistic vision than it was an actual practical thing. Okay. But the handle was a vine. Yeah. And the lid was a, was a pumpkin top with a vine coming off where you cut the pumpkin oh, nice. stem. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. I thought it was great. And I made two teacups to go with it. And it was really just a, it was a great little art piece. I right. mean, it looked cool. Glazed it in orange and red and all this other stuff. Anyway, my uncle who came into town one day, who was a, uh, and I want to call him a cop, but he was definitely not a cop and he beat my ass for saying he's a cop. He was a U.S. Marshal. Okay. And he also worked up in Yellowstone and uh, he convinced my parents, I'm, I think I'm still in high school at this point, he okay. convinced my parents that somehow you could take this teapot and turn it into a bong and cool. convinced them so much that they woke me up and had me come downstairs. And I was like, if y'all can smoke out of it, go to town. Like, there's no way. There's physically no way. Oh, wow. I mean, even if you did some janky thing, you couldn't smoke out of it. There's no way. Yeah. So they definitely said no in high school. It was 100% you cannot make smokable things in college i went to southern oregon university okay my teacher's eyes were never white <laughs> he was <laughs> probably were, there helping no you. she was bloodshot every single time <laughs> I, it wasn't even and the thing is is i think like everybody came into the class like oh dude i'm gonna make a pipe and then like the phallic art just the wind gets taken right out of your sails you can spend a whole bunch of time making the crappiest bong in the entire world or you can go down to the head shop and buy one for 20 bucks that performs miraculously yeah so everybody would come in they'd make their crap bong they'd fail and then they'd start making something else right yeah in college i mean it was like yeah southern oregon's school theme song was probably written by sublime i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it was just a very a uh, liberal college. Yeah. Uh, everybody smoked weed. It was not even a, it wasn't even a thing. Like nobody cared that you smoke weed. Like everybody was, all the jocks were stoners. Like, no, oh, that's funny. Nobody cared if you were a stoner. Yeah. Nobody cared if you were, you know, smoking weed. It wasn't this cool bragging, right? Like, oh, I know where to get weed. <laughs> it's like, it was in Utah, you know, Utah, you grew up here. It's like, you have your jocks, you have your guys that go out and, you know, yeah. know where to get the, oh, yeah, this is Cali bud, bruh. <laughs> You're like, no, that's that's Wyoming ditchweed. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was some homeboy down in Payson that uh, had a little bit of a farm, so he's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, in, in uh, college, not even close to being a big deal. Not even but, close, huh? Yeah. yeah. Again, reach out. Let us know what you think about our hobbies that we want to try um, mine being woodworking, Tom's being rock, rock crawl, climbing. climbing. You just see, I just come said, on. dude, you screwed me up. <laughs> rock, rock climbing, rock climbing, not rock crawling, which is an ungodly expensive thing that I will never have enough money to do, but rock climbing. Yeah, I don't think your Nissan minivan would do too well, or it would do really well and just embarrass everybody. Oh, that'd mechanical. be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you're on our Instagram, reach out to us that way. However, that way works. Uh, <laughs> let us know exactly how to get into woodworking exactly how to get into rock climbing mm-hmm. and uh, let us know your guys's hobbies we're 
so excited to learn about people's hobbies. That's why we do this show. If you have an interesting hobby, reach out to us. Again, that's the number one OZ poor podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're on Instagram, it's literally the exact same thing. One OZ poor podcast. That's our handle on Instagram. We usually post like once or twice a week. We're not we're not the Kardashians. No, we're not even close. You know, so you'll see like the newest upcoming episode, maybe a couple of, you know, reels here and there, but we are not we're not the Kardashians. We're not gonna blow up your feed. <laughs> and we are now officially on Spotify. Yes. We are now officially on Apple, so we're on iTunes yeah. podcast. We're thankfully officially Drew on had a, Google. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, Drew had an Apple device, unlike me. Kept trying to do the verification. What? <laughs> <laughs> we should be officially on every single podcasting site until we get taken down. Feel free to like us on each of those platforms. Make sure to click on the notifications so that you hear about our updates every week. Look forward to next week where we have a secret guest. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Once again, this is One Ounce Pour. My name's Drew. And this is Tom. And drink it one ounce at a time. Mm-hmm.